This is another episode of Live Set Apart, a podcast inspiring you to embrace your unique gifts, be who God created you to be, and change the world in your unique way. I'm the host, Valerie Cote-Talia. Thank you so much for tuning in. I promise that this episode will change your life in a meaningful way. Let's connect beyond the audio. Follow me on Instagram at I Live Set Apart and Facebook and TikTok at Live Set Apart. And if you want to see these interviews unfold, subscribe to the Live Set Apart YouTube channel for uncut episodes and inspirational shorts. Let's live set apart and be who God created us to be. In this episode, I spoke to a ministry colleague of mine, gospel recording artist Lee Booker. I simply admire how persistently he pursues his music dreams, how he refuses to compromise his values to get ahead, and his excellent music. I wanted to learn what it is that keeps him going and his story encouraged me to keep going. You can check out his latest single, Work It Out, on January 15th, wherever you stream your music. And let me just tell you now, it is superb. Lee reminded me to not despise small beginnings and encouraged me to continue to walk in what God has given me. He shared several inspirational nuggets that I know will speak to you as well. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Lee, for taking the time to be a guest on Live Set Apart. I am so excited to talk to you today and to share your story. And I just want you to know that I have always been inspired by you and how you just chase your dream and you actually create and produce and you keep going and you just unwaver in your compromise. I have always admired that about you. So I'm glad to have you on the podcast. No, I'm so happy to be here. I mean, this is this is cool. But this is my first podcast interview. So uh, I'm really excited and I'm really grateful that you took the time to interview me today. Yes, you know? the first of many. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Absolutely. The first of many. And I'm privileged to be the first. <laughs> I'm also privileged to have had the opportunity to preview your upcoming release that's going to be released on january 15th 2023 (laughs) i listened to it and i love it and so i was like oh my gosh this is my other favorite of yours was joy i have it in several of my spotify playlists and now now i can add this and i was like okay i'm gonna be listening to this a lot (laughs) but we're gonna (laughs) gonna give you time to talk about that a little later Um, But we're going to get into your story because I know that it's going to encourage people to continue to pursue their dreams and their purpose. So this podcast is all about encouraging listeners to embrace their unique gifts, be who God created them to be, and change the world in their unique way. And that's all tied to purpose is directly related to purpose. And so sometimes people struggle with discovering their purpose or even feeling like sometimes they don't have a purpose. I think we overcomplicate it sometimes. And it's really not all, yes, it's really not all that complicated, but I'd like you to share your journey, describe your purpose, how you're fulfilling it now in the earth by using your unique gifts. Um. I had a relationship with the Lord at a, at a young age, and, and and my mom is a singer. She's a operatically trained opera singer, or opera, that's kind of redundant, but she's an opera singer, and she's she's classically trained. And uh, she had me in the children's choir at at a young age, and I didn't want to be in the children's choir. My dad is a country boy; we like to go fishing. I didn't like going to church. I wanted to spend my time, you know, at home watching the game with my dad. So, uh, you know, that was a conflict in itself. But then I, I let my first song and, and and people liked it. I was like, okay, well, I guess I can do this. And then as I grew older, my love for the Lord 
and my love for music grew. I had an early relationship with him. I got saved at a young age. And so through that, you know, through through studying the word and 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 actually songwriting, I, I realized I had a gift for writing songs. And um, it became evident when I joined a group called Voices of Inspiration. And I wrote like half of the song of that album. And so, um, you know, I just began to understand that my gift that God gave me was a gift of singing and a gift of writing songs. And so, uh, you know, early in, early in my life, I thought I was going to change my name to David Psalms, a.k.a. David <laughs> Psalms, because David was my favorite person in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I just loved the book of Psalms, you know. And so um, but I just kept it in the book and, and um, you know, through listening to groups like Commission and, and John P. Key and Take Six, I just fell in love with gospel music. And I realized that every time I tried to sing secular music, mm-hmm. I would feel this tremendous conviction mm-hmm. um, that I wasn't following what God called me to do. So um, now I'm primarily gospel music. Um, I'm venturing more into relationship music. I have this thing called All About You that's out and I'll probably do a remix of it for February. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that was the walk. That was the, that was the, I guess the summary of how I came to be someone who sings for God and writes music for God. Yeah, you were blessed in that you discovered that so young <laughs> and you kind of were born into it. I never knew that about your mom um, being a singer, but that's definitely, definitely a blessing on your end. And there's so many people who don't have that story. So I think, um, by you, you know, sharing that you grew up in the church, as did I, and you always knew that you wanted to be a singer. How did you balance as you were growing up, you know, this calling, I'll say, to be a gospel singer and then living in life where, you know, you got to make money to live, you know, so how am I going to balance, you know, just life and then this desire that I have to be a gospel singer? Well, I I think it's, 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 two things and i don't want to ramble because i have a i have a tendency to ramble um <laughs> so I, I i think i'll start at the first point it wasn't for money it was for the love of god i didn't even think about it i would write songs um just to get me through i mean um i, I experienced depression at a young age mm-hmm. um through some family difficulties mm-hmm. and so at in the eighth grade i had full-blown depression like all my grades dropped i didn't care i was a bc i wasn't no honor roll but i was mostly a BC student. And I never forget, I had one report card where I had all Fs, you know, because of the difficulties that I went through with family. And what brought me out of that was reading the word and writing songs that ministered to myself. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, you know, the Lord helped me get through that. And as long as I kept my faith in him, I could get through anything. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't a perfect church kid. You know, I had my ups and downs, you know, I listened to secular music, you know, I had those situations where I would party on Saturday and then be in the church choir on Sunday, you know, that wavering faith. Um, but uh, I'll never forget there was once one, uh, I believe it was a Sunday night um, at USAC, which is the Church of God in Christ convocation. Mm-hmm. And the preacher that day, his name was uh, James Scott. He preached on giants. And that message touched me like never before. And it was from that night that I said, okay, Lord, I'm just going to live for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back and forth. For you, I live. For you, I die. And that affected my songwriting, brought it to another level. Um, I became an ordained minister with the Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And um I didn't and, know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I was I was district choir director. Mm-hmm. Uh I led praise and worship at the church. I was minister of music there and led the choir and the praise mm-hmm. team there as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
you know, it's been a journey. Mm -hmm. And now God has brought me here. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what's next? yeah um so i didn't know that about you being an ordained minister but it makes sense that you had that background and that musical that singing background because when i met you in the word of faith cathedral choir you just moved you it was a smooth transition for you like right into the choir like you could direct the songs you could of course lead the songs you could teach the parts and all of that so i was able to witness your gifts up close and in person and um yeah it's really been a joy it's been a joy now i like how you mentioned that you wanted to sing gospel music and it wasn't for the money <laughs> it wasn't for the money mm-hmm I, you know when you love something i think i i, I believe i heard one preacher i can't recall but he said if you want to find what your calling is the first thing is what would what is that something that you would do if you woke up in the morning and money didn't have anything to do with it Mm -hmm. nobody had to tell you to do it no one had to force you to do it you just did it Mm -hmm. because it was placed in your heart to love you know not for vain glory it's just something that you love to do Mm -hmm. and you know i would just be sitting around minding my business and a song would come to my heart Mm -hmm. i'm like okay i wasn't thinking about this let me write it down you know and, you know, I, and as far as a music standpoint, I think I'm the first kid that went to detention for playing drums on my desk. My teacher <laughs> said, if you bang on your drum, if you play drums with those pencils one more time, you go into detention. And so I, I held those those pencils as tight as I could, but found myself playing drums again with the pencil. And so I will not, I had to write a thousand times, I will not hit the, hit the desk with my pencils. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I, I actually went through that. I never forgot that. And, I, you know, and so... I think the first thing is that God puts something in you that that your spirit loves to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that has to be forced. It's not something that that has to be um pushed. You mm-hmm. know, it's just it's just that's something that God gives you. Mm-hmm. And, but it's up to you once you know what it is to develop it. Yes. That's the thing. Once you know, yes, everybody has a talent, but that talent eventually needs to move from just talent to skill. It needs mm-hmm. to move to a skill process and even at this point this year i'm taking voice lessons mm-hmm. um i'm learning theory getting back getting back into theory playing keyboard and all that stuff so that i can mm-hmm. communicate with the musicians that um I've, I've connected with when we do live events so finding your purpose is finding that thing that god has placed in your heart and you know but then there's another side of it and for me it's the preaching side of it mm-hmm. you know i was like lord you got a thousand churches why do you need another preacher you know, exactly. I'm in the South. There's a, there's, a, there's a church on every corner. But, but you know, the Lord has been talking to me and my wife's been talking to me. She said, you got something to say. You mm-hmm. are different. I'm, I'm a science fiction kind of guy. I'm a science guy. I love mm-hmm. science. So, you know, everything to me, dealing with the Lord is logical. It's not just spiritual. It's a logical process. God mm-hmm. is very logical. He couldn't put this earth together if he wasn't logical. Mm-hmm. And so... For me, when I begin to speak more, you know, I'm going to have something called God logic, mm-hmm. where I talk about how God is in every single thing that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's logical to have faith in God and believe in God. You know, God has a kingdom system that we all have to use. Mm-hmm. If we use those principles, we'll be successful in whatever we do. Yes. So we we all have influence at some uh-huh. On some level, we're all we're all influencers. We may not have the millions of followers, but we're all influencers. How do you see your gift of preaching being 
use, not saying you're on, in the pulpit, but you're exercising that gift just in your regular daily life. You're working on your music, you're working to make a living because we got to eat. That's and right. That's right. do you find yourself operating in your gifts like on the job? Um, when I first started at the job that, that I'm in now, I've, I've been at the same job for about 13 years now. Um, and I used to work at it in, um, in Baton Rouge. And believe it or not, that job had a choir ah. to where we would go to different places <laughs> sing. Right. And so, you know, I'm shocked because I walk in and say, you guys actually have a choir. <laughs> and literally we would sing like different places and represent the business. Mm-hmm. And then we had a group actually that played for different functions. And I played drums. And so, you know, we had a sax player, a keyboard player, and I would play the drums. Mm-hmm. And we would go to a Christmas party if people want to listen to live music. And we would do certain banquets and things like that, that the job had. Mm-hmm. And so even in that professional environment, I was still exercising the gifts that God gave me. Wow. So um, it's, you know, everywhere I've been, it's kind of attached to, it's been attached to the hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So our purpose is, and you know, our bishop says this all the time. <laughs> that our purpose is tied to that thing that burdens our heart that thing that you know pains us to see in the world and you share that your burden is let me find it because I don't want to mess it up it burdens your heart that the body of Christ seems to be oblivious to what is really important so how does that burden tie into your gifts and your purpose of sharing the gospel through gospel music so um i had a teacher at southern university that's the college i graduated from the best college of <laughs> hbcu on the planet with the best band but anyway I, and, and uh there was uh, a teacher professor dr marcel and he will always say don't live in the big goal don't be oblivious to what's going on and you know we live in this we've been in this time of prosperity preaching you mm-hmm. know but at the same time, we haven't been really aware of what's been going on in the world, like the major droughts in California and all over the world. You know, a lot of Christians aren't paying attention to that. You know, the prophetic body of Christ has been talking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the problems with drought, which also cause problems with food, which also mm-hmm. causes problems with prices, it causes inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things are linked together. So, you know, I tell my wife all the time, you know, we need to. Um, and she tells me too, because she has to give for prophecy mm-hmm. that we need to pre- prepare mm-hmm. for those things. And so instead of the body of Christ praying for the new car or praying for the new house or praying for the new thing, you mm-hmm. know, in my prayer life, I'm like, Lord, I pray for rain. Mm. Lord, I, I pray for our rivers and our streams. And, and I know that sounds, that might sound a little green earth, but, you know, this, the Utah Salt Lake is about to dry up. Mm-hmm. You know, they say our Great Lakes will dry up in five years and those rivers run down to us. Mm-hmm. So that affects our water supply. So we as saints, I'm just saying we need to be really concerned with the state of the world and then pray for those things and then pray for the body of Christ and then for our fellow man. Because if we don't do something about this, you know, there may be some hardships that come our way. We just need to be spiritually aware and physically aware of what's going on in this time and age, you know, and I, and I think if we are, then we'll be better prepared to minister when those times hit. Yes. Yes. I love that being concerned, not being so focused on our world, but 
our little small world, the things that concern us directly, like that new car, that job, that mm-hmm. house, but the bigger picture. I love that. I like that perspective. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing that you shared with me is that you have come to a place where you realize that you are basically you are enough. So you can show up in spaces as the artist Lee Booker or the minister Lee Booker and be confident in what God has placed in you to share with others and the gifts that you have. You are confident that what God has given you is enough to fulfill your purpose and to be who he created you to be. How did you come to that place? Because I know I have struggled with, you know, just accepting that you know, what God has Mm -hmm. given me to be Valerie Cote Tawia is enough. And I can Mm -hmm. be confident and operate in the spaces where I am. How Mm -hmm. did you come to a place where you have become confident in just being who you are? Because it's helping you to walk through some doors that you probably never imagined you would walk through. So um, I'll begin with my choir life. Like I grew up with tremendous singers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there's this group, Gerard and Javon Woods, and, and they are tremendous singers and they are my praise and worship leaders. Mm-hmm. And, um, for a long time, I was someone who led a lot of the songs in our church and then they moved down and these tremendous singers came down and, you know, even at a young age, they were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I dealt with a little bit of jealousy at first, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then understanding that that's you know everyone is given a measure of something you know to some he gave one token to some he gave three to some he gave five but whatever you have use it to the best of your ability Mm -hmm. because god gave that to you to use and so i quickly turned around and said well let me start moving to where if someone has something more let me learn from it Mm -hmm. and appreciate it and love it but at the same time, when God puts me in a particular place to lead a song, to minister, uh, wherever, let me walk in what he's given me. Mm-hmm. And, and just that attitude has helped me. T.D. Jakes once said, for every singer that sings on the forefront, there's somebody frying, ki- frying fish in their kitchen that can out-sing, out-preach, out-teach <laughs> anything that you're singing right now. Right. So... That platform that that person on is God-given because God mm-hmm. promotes, God exalts. Mm-hmm. And so wherever God places you, he places you there for a reason. So don't be afraid. Operate in that place. Only operate in it to glorify God. Do the assignment and then keep it moving. Yes. <laughs> yes, know? I love that. <laughs> you know, keep it moving. Don't don't be afraid to, to be who you are, to be yourself. And, you know, there's tremendous speakers, there's tremendous singers everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. there's always somebody that can do it better. So don't worry about who does it best. Just do your best for God. Yeah. Oh, yes. Don't worry about who does it best. Just do your best for God. Oh, yes. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> all that matters. You know, that's so important. And it ties into what you shared about comparison because um, I know for a fact that it hinders people. And moving forward, it has hindered me, Lee, and even ministering in music at Word of Faith. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Comparison. And, you know, it can keep it can paralyze you and it can keep absolutely. you from moving forward. And I love how you look at comparison because it can be a hurdle but it can also propel you. Okay. And I'd like you to share how comparison can be used for good. So, if you if so if you're a tenor, um and there's another tenor who's saying for a long time 
And um, he uh, he has the ability to sing soft really well. And that's one of my weaknesses, mm-hmm. learning how to sing soft. Mm-hmm. And so I would go home and I would practice and practice and learn how to use my falsetto better. And I could come better at it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there may be someone who can speak better or has a better enunciation. So go to Toastmasters mm-hmm. and learn how to enunciate better. You mm-hmm. know, there may be someone who can can speak and minister and take that song and place it where it um, compares, where it comes from as far as the word is concerned mm-hmm. and be able to minister to that. In between, um, there's a pastor in Baton Rouge who did that wonderfully. He would be singing praise and worship, and then he would pause for, for one minute or 30 seconds and go exactly to the word, to where that song is based on, mm-hmm. and be able to get a quick exhortation so that the people who were praising worship with him could understand where that song came from mm-hmm. and where their mindset should be. And I thought that was so effective and putting the full attention not only on the song, but on the word of God, so that it can be more anchored in that person when they left. They wouldn't just have, they wouldn't just leave with the song. They'd be able to say, hey, it says this in the Bible, mm-hmm. and, you know, that this is what that is, you know, like for, for um, work it out, you know, um, what is that? That's Romans 8 and 28. And mm-hmm. we know that all things work together mm-hmm. for good, you know, you know, just being able to connect that song to the word is one of the things I learned was very, very important to truly be able to execute anything that you're trying to, to lead as far as praise and worship is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So you know? I believe it was Bishop <laughs> who uh-huh. has said before that you should not compare yourself to others because it'll either leave you thinking less of yourself than you should or higher of yourself, more of yourself than you should. So uh-huh. I know that comparison can just completely shut you down and have you quit, but I love the idea of using it to become better. And I think another guest shared that too, how they have used another one of my guests have shared Uh how they have used comparison in in the way that you have to get better, to make themselves better, to say, Hey, what can I do better? Instead of being jealous of this person, what can I do better so that I can improve my skills? I think that's a great tool that people should use and can use when they face comparison, as opposed to completely shutting down and just quitting like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I wish I were better. So, so I I think comparison combined with competition Mm. creates that downfall, Mm. you know? So, you know, if you're comparing yourself in a mindset, just like Bishop said, to be better than a particular person, then you're competing with that person. Mm. And when you begin to compete, then that question comes out who won or who's better or who's, and that's when the, the enemy steps in and jealousy and fear and, Mm. and, 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 and self-doubt comes in, mm-hmm. you know, but it also says the iron sharpens iron. So if you're with somebody who can really sing it and has that gift, and, you know, that's why they made sopranos, tenors, and altos. You might not be able to hit that note like that mm-hmm. person can hit the note, <laughs> but that's okay. Mm-hmm. So in, in the range that God has given you and the ability that God has given you, incorporate those things that you learn from that person, and that's sharpening your iron. Mm-hmm. Continue to be yourself. But if you, li- if you listen to anybody, any singer out there that's made it, when you ask who their influences are, they'll go A through Z. They have mm-hmm. about 10 to 15 of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the word says that there's nothing new under the sun, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there's nothing that's truly new. You could always trace something to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not just in singing. That's in basketball. That's in sports. 
that's it's in writing. Policies, and that's yeah. in writing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, it's just there for you to learn. Uh, I heard one pastor say expose, exposure causes expansion. Mm. So when you're exposed to a new technique mm-hmm. and you're not listening, say, oh, Lord, look what they could do. It's like, oh, I wonder if I can incorporate that into mm. what I do. You just expanded. Yeah. So that's, yes. that's what I believe. That's good. That's really good. Thank you. (laughs) Now you mentioned work it out and I definitely want to give you an opportunity to talk about this single that's coming out on the 15th, Uh which I absolutely love. And thank you so much for allowing me to preview it early. Um, Tell me about I mean, you're working with some big name people (laughs) with this with this release. And I wonder if you've ever well, at first, I want you to tell me about the single, but then also, I'm going to follow up with a question about um, something else but anyway first tell me about the single but then there's some other stuff i want to know too <laughs> so 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 working out is a song that i wrote about 13 years ago oh wow. and um and i wrote it it was my first song that i ever did all the instrumentation to arrange the background vocals recorded it and i was like oh this is nice this is a nice song put it on the shelf you know i, I put it out and i put it on the shelf i was like okay and then um the lowest like it's time for you to put another single out and I was like, okay, so Lord, I got these songs, I got this song. He's like, no, I need you to do that song right there. I was like, that song is old. Why do that song? I was like, all right, Lord. And then he, you know, he said, people are going through hard times right now. Mm-hmm. And people are going through times that they haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And so they need something that lets them know that, hey, I'm still in control. I'm working that thing out. And if you believe in me, it's going to work for your good. And so I was like, all right, Lord, I'm going to do what you say. And so I begin to, uh, I call Derek, and that's a blessing in itself. Um, Derek uh, is the producer of this album, and uh, he's a stellar award-winning producer. Mm-hmm. And he's known for his work with Fred Hammond, you know, and, and we went through the process. And I, that came from me just knocking on the door. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, Derek, I mean, I'm, I'm, I knew him from Church of God in Christ, uh, from some projects uh, that Joseph had, Joseph Bro had introduced me to him. And, um, I was like, well, let me give it a shot. And just knocking on the door, that's how the song Holiday Wish came to be. And that's mm-hmm. how his work with um, with Work It Out came to be. Mm-hmm. And so now I consider myself a professional door knocker. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I truly believe you have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. And so we also have Mr. Talkbox, mm-hmm. um, who's on this album as well, and does all the, the Talkbox instrumentation mm-hmm. on that. And for those who don't know what a Talkbox is, mm-hmm. it is a keyboard with something like a straw that comes from it. And the person plays the notes while he's vocalizing the sound. Mm-hmm. And so each note is the word that he's saying in that low tube. And it's extremely hard, but when you have a master like him, mm-hmm. it really makes the song pop. And uh, he's the one who did work on 24 Karat Magic with Bruno mm-hmm. Mars mm-hmm. and uh, Nashville Music as well. And so I was like, well, let me send him an email and see if he'll work with me. And he said, well, if we approve the song, we'll work with you. Mm. He loved the song. Um, he gave me his price. You know, mm-hmm. people, you got to pay people to work with you. Yes, yeah, sure. And it, it was a blessing. It was a blessing. <laughs> and in one week's time, he had it done. <sighs> and I was like, oh, my God. So this really just happened. So when, when God gives you something and he gives you who, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like Moses, you know, going before Pharaoh. Well, Lord, it's just me. I, I just got me three singles. Who am I to, to ask him? He doesn't know me. Wow. Know, who is he to listen? But God gave me favor and it yes. was the easiest thing in the world. So um, work it out now. It's ready. Um, 
and I hope not take my time. I'll tell you one more thing too. Mm -hmm. Work it out was the most different. It was different from any other song that I ever wrote mm -hmm. um, because I didn't worry about the time frame. Mm. I worried about the excellence of the song. I didn't and it is it, it is excellent. It is like OMG. I can't say enough how much I love it. It is like perfect. It's like uh, I just love it. Okay, keep I, 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 I really, I really appreciate that. Um, so there, there was many times it was supposed to come out in September, mm -hmm. pushed it back. Uh, it was supposed to come out in November, mm -hmm. pushed it back again. Uh, December, pushed it back again. Mm -hmm. And 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 then finally, when the final mix came, I said, "Lord, was like, okay, you let it go now, let it go, and birth the baby." You mm -hmm. know, you know, because I was so critical of different projects. Mm -hmm. I just want this to be right. Mm -hmm. And there comes a time we say, "Okay, it is right." You know, stop criticizing yourself. Um, I actually went back to the studio and sang the vocals over at least two to three times. Mm -hmm. So this was this was the first time that I really said, "Okay, Lord, it's not right until you say it's right." And when and when it came to be, I was like, "Okay, Lord, this is scary because this is, <laughs> you know, you know." When listening to the song, you, I mean, for me, it was kind of like I prayed that I, you know, for what I hear from it, that other people will, will receive yes. from. It, yes. You know? You know, because you'll think it's great, but then at the, what you think is great is not necessarily what other people think. You know, right. that fear mm -hmm. will sometimes mm -hmm. delay you as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say it like Charles Barkley. I guarantee folks are going <laughs> to love this song. It's going to minister to them. It's absolutely awesome. And so what I was going to ask you is, in your earlier music career, did you ever imagine that you would be working with stellar award-winning producers or even an artist like Mr. Talkbox? So um, I always hoped mm -hmm. that, that I would work, you know. I always wanted to work with uh, these folks and I mm -hmm. always wanted to be someone that they would, would, would respect, mm -hmm. you know, enough to say, yes, I do want to collaborate mm -hmm. with you, mm -hmm. you know. So I hoped, I didn't think, but I hoped Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, this is the first time that it's actually happened. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get the hope. <laughs> I get you it know. because I've practiced, I've imagined and practiced award acceptance speeches <laughs> already. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> so, so, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I used to do uh, is I used to practice like doing my, uh, my signature, uh -huh. like for autographs. Uh -huh. Uh, I said, like, yeah, I'm going to sign autographs. Let me make sure I get my signature. Yes. Out, you know? and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and when I was a, like a young kid, you know, mm -hmm. when I write this song, because, you know, before gospel, before I really got convicted, I thought I would write love songs. And so I would mm -hmm. uh, practice my signature and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And, and anyway, but, <laughs> you know, I, I believe you got to have some vision anyway mm -hmm. to see yourself in that place. You know? Yes, indeed. You know, and I think God reveals that place to you. But I think the process that he, it takes to bring to that it's also a humbling one mm -hmm. so you have the character to operate in that space right mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what i think that's what I think. yeah now once work it out is released where can we find it anywhere anywhere music uh is listened to amazon music itunes title spotify uh wherever wherever music is sold or wherever music is streamed mm -hmm. uh you can listen to it I would ask that you follow me on Spotify at Lee Booker. Mm -hmm. um, that really, really helps. Um, also, uh, once you once you get the song, call your radio station and and, and say, look, I want to hear the song. I want to hear the song. I really like it. It really ministers to me because um, we live in a world of streaming now. Mm -hmm. So the more organic listeners, because you can pay for listeners, mm -hmm. the more organic listeners that you get, the more organic followers you get, 
the more likely that radio station will play your music without having to actually do the payola of, of mm-hmm. paying for them to pay your music. And that really, really exists. So um, if you ever ask the question, man, why, 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 you know, if you ever heard someone else, an independent artist and their music is really great, but it's never on the radio, mm-hmm. payola exists. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, these folks, you sometimes have to pay or these labels will pay uh, certain radio stations to get that music on. But if that artist can gather enough streams mm-hmm. on their own, they don't get played on the radio. So, mm-hmm. yes. All right. Well, I'll be the one. I'll be one of the people <laughs> to call <laughs> and request it. And I'll definitely be streaming on Spotify and will follow you if I haven't already on Spotify. But I'm just so grateful to have had this opportunity to talk to you and to learn more about your story. And I get to say I was the first person to interview you on a podcast. <laughs> I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Thank and you um, before I let you go, I'd like for you to share some words of encouragement to listeners who need to go ahead and knock on those doors and make the, take the next step and move forward in those things that God has put in their hearts to do this year to go ahead and move forward to not be hindered by comparison mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right that's right that's right Absolutely. But to move forward and knowing that what god has given them is enough can you encourage those listeners for me so um before this i had a couple of scriptures that were um that kind of fit this thing uh zachariah 4 and 10 says do not despise these small beginnings mm. for the lord rejoices to see the work begin mm. job 8 and 7 says though thy beginning was small yet thy latter and should greatly increase. Mm-hmm. So no matter how small it is, if the Lord told you to do it, do it. If the Lord places the idea in your heart mm-hmm. to go talk to somebody about it, go talk to that person about mm-hmm. it. If they tell you no, it's no big deal. Sometimes it's very possible that the Lord tells you to do something and, and that person has to receive what the Lord told mm-hmm. them to do. Mm-hmm. And they may circle back and say, you know what? I was supposed to say yes to you. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't, then that's the blessing that they missed. And God will ask somebody else to, to bless you instead. Mm-hmm. So don't don't be afraid to start. Um, there's a story about the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy who started mm-hmm. like at 60 or 70 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter uh, where you at, whether or not you grew up on the right side or the wrong side of the train track. Mm-hmm. As long as you do what God has given you to do, mm-hmm. it will prosper. Yes, thank you. Oh, and also I want to add, it doesn't matter how long it's taking you to do it. When I think back of what you said about work it out, you wrote that song how many years ago? 15? 13, 13, 13 years, years ago. 13 years and ago. now in 2023 is going to be released. So yeah, yeah. And I didn't think about that song. That was a song that I kept in my net in my notebook. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, that was good. It's gone now. Let's move on. The Lord's like, no. Take that song and make it relevant for now. And, mm-hmm. you know, and not all, you know, it's, it's turned to this. So mm-hmm. don't be discouraged, you know, keep what God has given you too. keep what God has given mm-hmm. you because it is for the point of season in time. Yes. Well, Lee, I have been near tears, just like with my other guests. I'm always <laughs> ministered to. So I know that listeners are as well. And again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on Live Set Apart. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me, Val. Be blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode of Live Set Apart, help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the podcast. That way we can keep making great episodes for you to listen to. And it helps other people find us too. If you've got a question for me or my guests or a topic you'd like to hear covered, email me at Valerie at LiveSetsApart.com and follow on Instagram at 
I live set apart for regular inspiration. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, live set apart. Be who God created you to be.